Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Ask the Top. Whether you're listening to this program on christoplack.com, twm.news, thereactionroom.com, iTunes, or podcast apps such as Overcast, I appreciate your support and thank you once again for tuning in. This past weekend, I was present at the World Expo of Beer. It's located in Frankenmuth, Michigan, the third weekend of May. It's a must-attend event, but a hundred different vendors that serve beer and ciders, they attend and they're spread out from all over North America. I would say perhaps my favorite beverage from that very event comes from Founders Brewery in Grand Rapids, Michigan. This is a raspberry beer. It is so different. That's what attracted me to it. 5.4% alcohol, virtually zero alcohol taste to it, full of flavor. Look it up. It's the raspberry beer. You'll have a sip and you'll instantly forget that you're sipping on an ale. Love it. Great color too, by the way. Poured in a glass, ruby red. Just like a raspberry. On the program today, because it's all about wrestling, it's not just about beer, right? Highlights from the week. The Superstar shakeup. Jinder Mahal, many questions about him. Nakamura as the future of the WWE, the biggest surprise of the past year, and predictions for Extreme Rules. It will be here sooner rather than later. It feels like every two weeks there's a new pay-per-view. Let's start with some news. The WWE announced that there will be a women's tournament. There's going to be 32 women participating in this. It's been deemed the May Young Classic. Many are excited about this, including me, Jim Ross. We'll be providing some of the commentary for it. Again, when I think of any soundtrack, he needs to be a part of it. If I was a wrestler, I want that man calling the matches. Brie Bella seems poised to make a comeback to the ring. She revealed this in a YouTube video. It can be found on the Bella Twins YouTube channel. Here's just a little portion of it. Now I'm just going to kind of take you guys on the journey of myself getting back in shape, getting my abs back, and hopefully getting back in shape to get back in that ring someday soon. Maybe not very soon, but definitely soon. Can we define what very, not very soon, but definitely soon means? Obviously, it's not going to be a month, but it could be six months. These are things I need to know. And even if we don't care, very soon and definitely soon, what's the difference, Bree? In an interview with the Washington Post, Chris Jericho, mentioned that he won't be returning to the WWE for a long time. Now, he's noted this in the past. Could be a little bit of a swerve that he's pulling, and he'll be back next month. But here's what he had to say. It'll be a long time before I go back. If I ever do go back, if I never go back, it's fine. If I never wrestle another match, it wouldn't bother me. Fozzie's hit Judas has about, what, 3.5 million hits on YouTube. I'm digging the song. Now they're headlining different shows based on that song and and really kind of based on a number of songs they've had for the past couple of years. So kudos going out to Chris Jericho and Fozzie for the great music they've been putting out as of late. In terms of highlights from the week, I was actually humbly surprised with Elias Sampson's in-ring debut on Raw as Dean Ambrose. 
he had a very lackluster run in NXT. I'm not super sold on the singing gimmick where he shows up every week with a guitar and just sits and strums it. But you know what? It gathered a lot of heat from the audience. So it's going over well. And you know what? He's actually a fairly underrated in-ring performer. So uh, I thought it went over pretty well. Paul Heyman's promo featuring Finn Balor on Raw was phenomenal. As Dusty Rhodes always used to say, show me the money or, you know, where's the money, right? So with that in mind, Paul Heyman sold Extreme Rules for me. Told a famous story about that on the Steve Austin podcast on the WWE Network. Where's the money, right? Show me the money, Jerry Maguire. Come on. The celebration of Ginger Mahal's championship victory. I dug it. A lot of people were unhappy with Ginger Mahal winning. I like it. It's a strong heel presence on SmackDown at the moment. We'll talk more about that shortly. Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles, by the way, dream team. Jesus, if those two teamed up on a weekly basis, they would be the greatest tag team in the history of professional wrestling when they faced Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. Love that as a way to end SmackDown. Also, Aleister Black versus Kurt Hawkins, which I thought was a uh, a fairly decent match. I mean, Kurt Hawkins going back down to NXT, perhaps to revamp his career. I know it's probably a one-off, but he could use some revamping down there just the same way that it worked for Tyson Kidd. So those were my highlights from the week. Now, when it comes to your questions, various platforms where you can ask me, Ask the Top on Facebook. That's my Facebook fan page. Twitter at Chris Toplack. Instagram at Chris Toplack. Google Plus, you can find me there, Chris Toplack, ChrisToplack.com. You get the theme here. It's pretty consistent. So there's plenty of places to ask me questions. Let's get to them. Manuel Clark via Google Plus. Why was the superstar shakeup so lame? Like the draft was way better than that. So, first of all, the draft seems better. Because it was from scratch, right? Nobody was on the roster. They just had to basically say, we're dividing these up completely. It impacted the entire roster too. Now, the superstar shakeup was really only meant to directly affect, what, five to 10 wrestlers max? So just a handful. It's also going to hurt potentially you know, a brand to drastically alter the roster. So that's why they chose against it, right? Because you're not going to be switching around every top superstar just for the heck of it. Right? There needs to be a rhyme and reason behind it. TJ Taco123 via Google Plus. Why did Vince push Jinder Mahal this far? Since returning, Jinder certainly looks the part physically, and he's acting the part too. He's really embodying that heel role, especially at an elite level. So SmackDown was really in need of a main event heel. He fits the part. Aside from that, Vince was hoping to further penetrate the India market. And Jinder is clearly a major part of that plan. In fact, it's working. I was just reading a report prior to jumping onto the podcast here that Jinder is receiving major press coverage in India. Game, set, match. That's exactly what they wanted. There's a billion people that live in India. Think of all the potential of them subscribing to the WWE Network. Right? That's more people than there are in all of North America. So guess what? It's a great market to tap into. And especially with Vince, I mean, he's looking at that India market, that Asia market to basically not only drive more revenue, 
get more people subscribing to the WWE Network and tuning into Raw and SmackDown on a weekly basis. So I think while it might be a bold move at the moment, it's clearly paying off. Teresa via Twitter, Raw or SmackDown, which show do you prefer? Very simple question. I prefer SmackDown due to the fact that it's a shorter and a much more organic program. That means to me it feels less scripted. On top of that, I tend to side with any show that prominently features AJ Styles and Nakamura. Of course I'm going to be on that program, right? That's going to be mine. If AJ Styles went to Raw and Nakamura was on SmackDown, that would be tougher for me to decide. But the fact that both of them are on there, two of my favorite wrestlers, especially AJ, of course I'm Team Blue. Ben Gibson via Google Plus is Shinsuke Nakamura the future of the WWE. Well, I mean, perhaps for the next two to four years. He's also going to be sharing that role with AJ Styles, of course, the phenomenal one. Keep in mind, Nakamura is 37 years old. And while many wrestlers tend to perform at a high level well into their 40s, he has a lot of miles on that body. Think about all the wars he's been through in Japan, and then more recently with NXT, and now, of course, moving over to SmackDown. I can't see him as the future of the company for five years, maybe for the next two to four, right? Same with AJ. AJ's even older. He's 39 now. He's in, pun intended, phenomenal shape. But that being said, he can't keep up that pace forever. So both of them have the potential to go down to the performance center and train the new cream of the crop at some point. That's what AJ Styles has been basically you know, looking for. He's saying, when I retire, I want to go down there and I want to be featured just basically as a coach. Hashtag let's go pens. It's at sports underscore PS4 gamer underscore. What has been the biggest surprise in the past year to you and why? The return of the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania 33 was completely unexpected, but to me, the biggest surprise was Finn Balor winning the Universal title. Who honestly saw that coming? It genuinely surprised me because at that point, he was an unproven commodity on the main roster. I mean, he was, yes, he was massive in NXT, the longest reigning champion. And you know what? I didn't think Vince would recognize that, and he normally doesn't tend to take those chances. So he took one on Finn Balor. Unfortunately, it didn't pay off because he got injured immediately. But that being said, still took me by surprise. So that one surprised me even more than Jinder Mahal because I'd been reading reports about how Vince really wanted to focus on that India market. So logically, it made sense. And again, paying off. With Finn Balor, I didn't think in a million years, they'd put the strap on him that quickly. And they did. Sir William White at Willie Q via Twitter. Which are your favorite Canadian wrestlers of all time? Bret Hart, number one. My all-time favorite in-ring performer of all time is Bret the Hitman Hart. I think the greatest storyteller in the history of professional wrestling. My humble opinion. That doesn't mean that he was the most charismatic. That didn't mean that he has... You know, the if factor, the same way the Stone Cold or The Rock or many others do. But as a pure storyteller, my opinion, nobody compares to Bret the Hitman Hart. I'd also put Edge right behind him. Chris Jericho has to be right there. Most underrated Canadian wrestler in my mind, who I'm a big fan of, is Rick Martel. Go watch his matches in the AWA. Even in the WWF and... He was primed to have a great run in WCW before he got injured, but Rick Martel grossly underrated. So Bret Hart, Edge, Chris Jericho, and I wanted to just throw in there most underrated Canadian wrestler in my mind, Rick Martel. Vlad via Twitter. I've lost interest in NXT after Shinsuke and others left. What about you? 
I still watch NXT on a weekly basis. There are times I miss it. The hustle and bustle of life, right? And while I would agree that, you know, they're going through a transitional period, I do have faith in the quality of talent that they will soon develop to replace the stars of yesterday. It's not going to be easy. Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, even Baron Corbin was kind of coming into his own towards the end. The Revival. I mean, they've lost many key wrestlers from there. But keep in mind, there's going to be many more to come along and eventually replace them. So I have confidence that those performers will be coming along. I think that many others are going to have a chance to shine. Bobby Roode is doing a fantastic job at the moment as their top champion. He might have a a historic run that actually surpasses Finn Balor as longest reigning champion. Who knows for sure, but I'd love to see him on the main roster. And that's the thing about NXT. It's kind of like AAA baseball in a lot of ways, but it's a separate brand, right? I don't want to really say that they're the minor leagues. They're just a different brand, and it's that one step below the main roster. Not a big one, by the way, because quite often their shows are even of a higher quality than some of the pay-per-views we see related to SmackDown and Raw. So it's just a proving ground. You know, wrestle the WWE style, gain a fan base, or of course people that hate you. So basically get a reaction, bring your character, your persona, your talent to the main roster and see what you can prove there. The famous lines that I always say, Show me what you got. Predictions you can take to the bank. WWE Extreme Rules takes place on Sunday, June the 4th from the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. At the time of this podcast, there are only five matches officially announced, but I'm sure there will be a select handful more, including perhaps R-Truth versus Goldust and Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox. But let's get to the matches that are confirmed. Alexa Bliss versus Bailey in a kendo stick on a pole match. I think Alexa Bliss is fantastic in her role as a heel champion. I don't want to see her lose this match. I don't want to see her lose a match anytime in the near future. And I don't think she's going to drop the title until at least SummerSlam. I believe that Alexa Bliss will emerge victorious in this kendo stick on a pole match. Let's hope it goes according to plan. Next up, Neville versus Austin Aries in a submission match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. I have chosen, wrongfully by the way, Austin Aries to win the Cruiserweight Championship on numerous occasions. I believe this will finally be his moment. He will win the match and he will become the new Cruiserweight Champion. Take team titles on the line. The Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff taking on Sheamus and Cesaro. The Hardy Boys chose the stipulation. It is a cage match for the Raw Tag Team titles. I believe we might have a bit of a surprise. Sheamus and Cesaro will walk away as your new tag team champions. I just have that feeling. I hope I'm wrong. I love the Hardy Boys as the champions. But you need to build the heat on Sheamus and Cesaro. They'll probably cheat and win the match. Dean Ambrose versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, here's the stipulation. Title can change hands on a disqualification. I foresee The Miz getting disqualified somehow and Dean Ambrose retaining his IC championship. How about you? The main event. Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins 
versus Bray Wyatt versus Samoa Joe in a five-way for a shot at the WWE Universal Championship at WWE Great Balls of Fire, worst pay-per-view name possible against the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. He'll take somebody to Suplex City. Who's it going to be? I am convinced that after that promo on Raw, it's going to be Finn Balor. That's what my gut is telling me. Because Paul Heyman led me to believe it's going to be the Demon King himself, Finn Balor, taking on Brock Lesnar. Now, here's what I would love about that match. Some will say, well, that's not believable, Chris. Look at the size of Finn Balor. Brock Lesnar will eat him up for dinner, but Finn Balor could wrestle a match where he's trying to avoid getting suplexed or even trying to you know, have a, any grappling whatsoever with Brock Lesnar. You know, kick and move, punch and move. That's what he should do. He should basically fight as if, you know, he's a cruiserweight, right? Lots of kicks, lots of punches, some aerial assault. Do things of that nature, and perhaps he stands a chance against the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. I'm going with Finn Balor to win this match. I have read some predictions that perhaps Samoa Joe could surprise a lot of us at this moment, which I would love. Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. Wow, sign me up for that one. But I do believe it's going to be Finn Balor winning the match and earning a shot at Brock Lesnar at WWE Great Balls of Fire. Such a ridiculous pay-per-view name. That's a wrap. Does it for yet another edition of Ask the Top. As always, I appreciate your support. If you could be so kind to like it, share it, retweet it, tell your friends, family, and fellow wrestling fans about this show, and let's get more listeners tuning in on a weekly basis. Until the next time you hear from me, happy trails to you until we meet again.